Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. This is the green semi-storm voice of your local announcer, Tom Fitzmorris. And I step out of the blue of winter. Wait a minute. It's, well, you know, I, at one point I did. But uh, let's keep moving and because uh, Marianne is... It's right here. It's spring to you? It's definitely spring out there. Well, it's officially spring now. Yeah, sure. you're right. Yeah. Spring. I bet you're uh, happy to see that. You were really well, waiting on it. I'm happy about daylight savings time, that's for sure. Well, whatever it is, it's a you know reasonably lovely day. It's not cold, really. And it's uh, you know a, lot, a few a few few flowers here and there. So getting a lot of them at the Coolwater Ranch. They're, they're, the red ones are all over the place. Your... Uh, <clears throat> What is that? The the purple vine, the wisteria that takes oh, over yeah. everything. I've long been saying that the wisteria vine is going to swallow up the whole house like a Jumanji vine and just... It just might. Yeah, because <clears throat> we put it right at the end of the deck and it's it's just gone absolutely everywhere. It, it has a... Uh, it has, everywhere. It has a history of doing that uh, over at Mealy's Restaurant, uh-huh. uh, which literally had completely... Con- covered on yeah. all parts of the male uh it was a pergola right or did they have a pergola there no that's not what it is it's uh, I, I not that i remember it anyway it's a well, hysteria it was now, a, that's for sure a fasteria or wait a minute that's wisteria the, wisteria the, the, uh, ra- the um patio <clears throat> is now part of copper vine wine pub and uh, uh, it yeah. couldn't look any more different yeah, very and different. the old Maley's days, for sure. Hello, well, everyone. For sure. It is Tuesday. Hello. Are, where have you been? Just, well, uh, I I went to the doctor today. Oh, yeah. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm just, I'm tired of my cough. I mean, I've been. Oh, like, you've got one I've of those, huh? I've been doing this since the end of, or middle of January. And really? Yeah. Well, because uh, uh, just about everybody I know seems to be yeah. chopping up everything. Well, when it's been going on that Uh-oh. long, I feel like it's time to check it out. Yeah. So I checked it out, and he said, yeah, it's kind of like what everybody's got. So Yeah. Anyway, that well, was my wait. big excitement of the day. Yeah. yeah. Not very excited. Hey, you know, uh, we, we have an unusually large amount of web uh, stuff. On our website, we nomenu.com. <laughs> you, know, you know which one? Uh, I, I've had to rebirth, uh, give rebirth to all of these things because everything is always moving. But there was one thing that uh, picked up about a week ago mm-hmm. and that I was really struck by. Uh-huh. Uh, somebody over there uh, grabbed a book full of food-related uh, 
quotes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I looked at it a couple of times. I said, this looks familiar to me. And it turns out it was familiar. Uh, be, and, and the guy who had been sending them over to me, uh, he said, uh, you know, I, I hope you – what he had was a, a column of nothing but uh, these – Quotes? These just good lines involving food. Yeah. And I uh, got to talking with him, and it turns out that he had been copying some of mine. <laughs> so it, it, that was a great way to work that out. So we decided, okay, you can watch yours, and I'll watch mine, and vice versa. And uh, we've got the, the website just riddled with these things. If you dig around a little bit, you'll get more eat-related. <laughs> you dig around, there's lots to be dug. Lot to be dug. Hey, that's just... Today is yep. National Creole Cream. Actually, it's not national. It's no. not New Orleans. No. Creole Cream Cheese Day. Yeah. Good idea. Almost you don't gone really now. Like Creole Cream Cheese, do you? I don't. No, I don't. What What is the difference in Creole Cream Cheese and regular cream cheese? Well, the cream cheese uh, kind is is a pretty good deal richer. Than the than cottage cheese, which is basically the same uh, the same idea, uh, and that's pretty much it. I mean, there's more to it than that. I guess if you wanted to make uh, some differences come up, uh, you could, but it's not uh, not one of the great great things. But there are people who just love it, and who are in the supermarket if they can find it. Although for a while there, you could not find this product. No matter where you look, Borden was the last to have it. And then even they decided, no, nah, we're not doing this anymore. But lately they've been coming back from some of the small makers of such things on the North Shore. Yes. Uh, right. So that's been kind of interesting. But but the question I have is, what is the distinct taste difference between them? Okay, imagine uh, you, you're eating a piece of uh, cheesecake, but it's very it's not very sweet cheesecake and you were to compare that with like something that you're just in the in your mind you're gonna do one of them uh not quite so sweet and the other one a so little. cream cheese is sweeter than creole cream cheese creole or creole is sweeter than cream creole cheese? cream cheese and creole cheese are are pretty close to the same yeah. thing uh-huh. uh, you could you could uh, make some small distinctions, but it's not something that um, moves me a lot. Well, the there's one dairy for sure on the North Shore that was doing it for a while. Uh-huh. Moths or moths. Motes. Motes. That how they say it. M a u t h e apostrophe s. Yeah. And uh, and they had it for a while, and I would imagine that they still have it because uh-huh. if if you can get Creole cream cheese ice cream at uh, the Creole Creamery, then I would imagine that they're getting it from somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You know, I, I, I guess that. Anyway, this uh, you liken it, though, on your almanac to something that the older generation liked, but the baby boomers not yeah. so much. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it was a product so it's that... So another one of those old-fashioned products. Oh, very much so on that. Uh-huh. Uh, I remember when it kind of disappeared... It happened back in the 1970s, maybe 80s is closer to it. Uh-huh. And I remember uh, that the... Uh, so you the, say it's more the, sour than regular cream. Yeah, it definitely is. It, or well, bland. I kind of like, like that, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's I, more uh, bland, you said? 
Uh, yeah, but this is something that uh, Joe might think is fantastic, and and Buddy Boy would think is uh, mediocre at best. It's well, it's let's put everybody's it out to the got audience. A, who likes Creole cream? Who cheese? likes Creole cream cheese? Call us and, and tell us. what is the difference in Creole cream cheese and regular cream cheese? And do you seek out Creole cream cheese? Yeah, how about asking us? And if us you have, where have you found it anyway? We have uh, had some fun in the last few weeks, maybe even longer than that, talking about about uh, products that are no longer easily available, although most of them, if you get to looking for them, you do find them. Uh, anyway, we've had a lot of fine talking, a, a lot of fine, a lot of uh, fun uh, just looking at these products that uh, have been pretty much invis- invisible, and so we go looking for them, and we fight them and find them, and then people call us up on the show, and they tell us the two or three ways that they uh, have they found this, yeah. So it's 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 kind of fun, really. And I hope uh, you uh, you being you uh, wouldn't mind calling us on the air and you tell me what you have in the way of Creole cream cheese or anything even remotely like that. So two six zero. You also have as your edible dictionary today, clabber. Clabber, clabber, and and Creole cream cheese are the same thing. Mm-hmm. Clabber yep. is is clabbered uh, cream cheese. Uh-huh. You know when I found out what clotted cream was? Yeah, the, it, it came I, to you? I finally your, found Was out. it your father or your daughter? I to find you? out what clotted cream well, was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it always comes to things like that, and everybody is struck in. It's whipped cream. <clears throat> that's what it's, it's whipped cream, and it is uh, served with scones. And I didn't realize what it was until I had it over there. And I went, wait a second, this is whipped cream. Anyway. Yep. So clabber, I guess, is a cousin of of Creole cream cheese. Clabber is going bad a little bit, uh, cream cheese. It's like a, is it, does it relate it somehow to buttermilk? Not really. If you had to make a substitution, that would work. Not really well, but it will. Uh-huh. Uh, for example... I make a fairly good number of cheesecakes yes, uh, whenever do. I have parties at our house. Anyway, I always uh, make those, and uh, they are always asking me to, to do that, but they insist on getting those those clabbered cream jobs, whether they call them that or not. Mm-hmm. Buttermilk. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I've done. Well, that's that was, kind of your big cake, your key ingredient yeah, to your Yeah, I remember there was one year a few years ago, where I couldn't find any, you know, regular uh, the the cream cheese that you would use to make. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, and I found that uh, the uh, buttermilk worked darn near as as well. I and I've used it off and on whenever I I always have it in the in the in the. Uh, we have the largest collection of old buttermilk in the world. You do here at the Coolwater Ranch, I think. Yes. Oh, could be. And I don't know why, because I guess Mary Lee uses it in cakes, but we have an absurd amount of old buttermilk, which you swore at one time never went bad. Yep. Buttermilk couldn't go bad because it was already bad, right? That's, that's right. Okay. Well, I don't know. I think that there does come a point where buttermilk is too old. But if that's true, Tom, that it never goes bad, then make a cheesecake with all that old buttermilk because I hate it pains me to throw stuff like that away. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. We are doing, you know, the usual blathering on about food. Oh, we could do worse than that. 
Yeah, there was something at nomenu.com today, the lead story. As the say. lead story. I am lead story. The news coming on later. Is about my huh? lunch the other day. You had lunch? At Saba. Saba, we had a, a conversation about Saba. Saba. We had that in, a conversation in the this book, morning yeah. about it, yes. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and um, one of the topics of conversation, because this person is a business associate, colleague, and friend. And um, we were talking a little business about the state of the restaurant business in New Orleans, in New Orleans and in general, just the state of the restaurant business vis-a-vis the millennial generation. And she motioned around the room at Saba and was noting a particular clientele there. Yeah. And I was marveling that I had two meals that day. One of them was lunch at Saba, and the dinner would be at the Bonton Cafe. And that the clientele at each of those places could not be any more different. And, of course, that was true. When I arrived at the Bonton, it was just, it might as well have been another planet from the one at Saba. And so I'm kind of fascinated by this, and I know I've mentioned it once before, and it was probably a banana pudding with vanilla wafers dish left on the buffet called the food show. But I'm going to throw it out again because it was really stark to me on Friday how different. Stark on Friday. mm -hmm, How different those, those groups, how disparate, that's the word, how disparate those groups of people were. Uh-huh. And I wonder if, does anyone else go into a restaurant? Well, I mean, this could be true anywhere, like a store or um, a church or anywhere. But but a restaurant, you're there for a while to really observe by sitting in one place. So does anyone else notice the clientele, the other diners in a restaurant. The other diners. Yeah, hmm. with any with any real intensity. I mean, I do because, like I say, I'm a frustrated sociologist. But hmm. does anyone else walk into a place and you go, you know what, I just don't really feel comfortable here because I feel out of place, i.e. the other diners are completely different from you. And I, I don't know if that would be a reason to not go someplace, but there are restaurants where the clientele is a real mixture of people and other restaurants where the clientele is almost homogeneous. Homogeneous? And and if it isn't the kind of people that you are comfortable with, does that affect your decision to stay or leave. I mean, it doesn't usually for me, but I do notice clientele in restaurants, and I do think that there is a certain kind of restaurant that attracts a certain kind of person, and Mm -hmm. that in and of itself sort of perpetuates the same thing. So in other words, if you go in there on Monday... Anyone else that was in there on Monday returns the next Monday because they felt comfortable or vice mm. versa. 
Anyway, 260-6368 is the number if you would like to chat about that. I just thought I'd throw that out. Throw it right at me, but don't hit me. what I hope will be a buffet of a show today instead of a buffet. Oh. That hmm. does, uh, you would be able to help with that. 260-6368. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. And we invite you to uh, just go to our website. It's Tom at nomenu.com. However, you could just sit here listening to the show here, and you'll pick up most of what we talk about here. This is a very thick book, and I had forgot that I bought it a long time ago. The Parker's Wine Buyer's Guide. This is a guide to the wines of the world, literally. And the man who wrote this, uh, when he wrote this, the first time I saw it, I wondered how they were going to move it to anywhere because it's so <laughs> enormous. And if you ever wanted to look up a, uh, a, a wine uh, and you, you need it desperately, uh, call me and I'll just look it up in this thing because, believe me, it is in the book. There's no missing it. Uh, Thomas. Yes, I'm. Congratulations. Today is sort of an anniversary for you. It is? Ha, yeah. What did I do? This was the day that you I, – I referenced this thing that you were doing in a piece last week on nomenu.com about Slice where I actually – laid eyes on you for the very first time at WW it wasn't it wasn't WBYU it was WWIW WWIW that's the one that was on St. Charles <clears throat> yeah. right yeah it was WUBC for a while too okay it was WWIW when uh -huh. i was there it was and a, I, it was an uh, <clears throat> old music uh, from the 30s it was old that's for sure and, and it was terrific <laughs> it was a good show i always thought it was good yeah i remember that you arrived the same evening that i had just gotten chewed out by umpteen callers for saying begin the begin when they begin <laughs> the begin it brings us a night I'm to sorry, call it proper marimba kind of music. and they told to me yeah. I, I, I don't know the music, so you don't have to worry too much. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> you were there that night to load up or to uh, record one of your little vignettes that you used to do. Uh, uh, well, let's ask our, our com compatriot. Huh? Yeah. Doug or listeners? Doug, uh, we, we, uh, this what? was what was going on in – you were running the, the, uh, the room, the, uh, the index. Yeah, I was a DJ, yeah, and, which is hilarious. And uh, there was something that got bumped out of position, no, and you was, asked me oh, to come right? over and yeah. if I could change whatever it needs because uh, there's something wrong with this. Uh, and there was like something wrong with it, but it wasn't life. really long with it. It was, wasn't too bad, and I took a look at it. I didn't even have to turn it on. I just looked at it, and I flipped it over to the other side, and then – we went away. You made a note in your uh, notes that uh, I was a nice-looking guy. Mm -hmm. You told me that. I didn't tell that <laughs> to anybody else but you. You you yourself told me that. Uh-huh. And we were all in our 20s and trying to make life happen, and yeah. uh, there we are. And what happens but a bunch of clabbered cream. Yes, for sure. <laughs> anyway, today, Tom... Yes. Is the first one of those that you ever did on the coffee pot. It started mm. with the coffee pot, if this is jogging your memory at all. Yep. You did your first radio vignette 
which is which is what you were there that night for because you weren't really on the air you were just doing these vignettes oh yeah that's what that was my job back then yeah and I, so you I, I did uh, you did them for five several, of them a week yeah and so you uh, were there to do it, do that, but your first one of these was actually something that you did today for the first time ever in oh. 1975. Oh, tell me, tell me so I'll get it right. And it was on the coffee pot, mm-hmm. and it was at WGSO. Yeah. At That's w- it. That's it. I'm just looking at your almanac. That's an interesting no, wait, little the, tidbit of information. The, uh, the that, What was at WG? Uh, it was at WGSO what today. Was? Well, you were um, you were WGSO for the beginning of your career. That wasn't. Did you do the vignettes before you actually got a regular gig? Yes, but you could took, take one more thing on WWNO, which was the, uh-huh. the radio UNO, station yeah. at UNO, which is where I had been. Yeah. And uh, I went in there and I had a couple of ideas about doing a food thing. They never would go for that. Uh-huh. Uh, and um, you mean to do <clears throat> to do a show about food? To do anything about <clears throat> food, uh-huh. they just thought it was ridiculous, and uh-huh. people who were going to do that would be like uh, yeah. uh, stuck on it, or you know, something yeah. like that. And I, so, uh-huh. so did you talk them into a little vignette at WWNO? WWO, no, they wouldn't okay. go for anything. So then, me. so then, the first gig that you got was at GSO doing the yeah. vignettes. Oh, okay. It right? was it was a little uh, opinion piece, three times well, it was like a, a week. Like a restaurant review, the vignette was like a restaurant review. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, it was like a yeah. radio restaurant review. And uh, then the second thing was uh, an actual restaurant review. One of them was just like uh, I, I gave some opinions about all kinds of stuff, not just food. Oh God. And and I only got away with that because <laughs> the station the station was running you have short. Some wild opinion. They didn't have enough things uh-huh. like that uh-huh. in there. And they said, why don't you take up this? And I said, how about this food idea? And uh-huh. they said, oh, that, you know, that might have some some filter. Some possibilities. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. so you, this is then the first day that you officially did the first one of those food restaurant critic review of yeah. restaurant vignettes on WGSO. Yeah, something like that. And it was the coffee pot. That's the first the one you pot. did. Going to the coffee pot. That's right. It was the very first one. The coffee pot. Too bad the you don't have pot. those anywhere. Yeah, it really is. I, it turns out I do have a lot of the scripts. You do? I don't have them recorded. I have the scripts, though. Where? Uh, I was digging around in my in my office. Do you really? I really do. I've, as a matter of fact, I they also... They exist at this they day. They exist. They exist this day. And the uh, <laughs> I, and even know what envelope it's in. The, really? Uh, my favorite of these were some uh, just really out there kind of things. And, You're going to uh, have to put your finger on those after this show, Tom. Yeah, well, the coffee pot was one of them. You're definitely going to have to the, You're gonna have to find that for me after this show. The red onion was another one. Oh, my gosh. And there was one of it. There were three, uh, three I did a week. Wow. And how is it that I remember things like that and <laughs> don't remember things that are so much? Like something I just told you yesterday? Well, I am not a neurosurgeon, so... Two six zero six three six eight is the number you are listening mm-hmm. to. You know the usual blather about food. Yes. Here on WWL HD two, mm-hmm. I'm just sort of plumbing the depths of your almanac here. But I do have that important question, or at least it's important to me. And I did get a text from someone. I, I get so many texts mm-hmm. during the show from people who want to comment 
but don't want to go on the air for one reason or the other. This one is excused because they can't go on the air right now, but hopefully later. Um, The question is, if you are in a restaurant and Uh, I make a run for it and you walk in and you just say, these are not my people. And you you automatically assess a place by the clientele because it's absolutely true that there are certain restaurants that attract certain clientele. There's that's been around for a long time, mm-hmm. and um, in this city now, since Katrina, there is definitely a hipster element. And um, and you see that at certain restaurants, it's very clear. And then the rest of the restaurants are not. And it's it's just kind of fascinating to observe that. Mm-hmm. And, and I was particularly struck by this Friday because on Friday I had lunch with someone at Saba which definitely is a place that would attract the young global cuisine kind of clientele. And then at dinner, I had dinner at the Bonton, which was nothing but traditional... New Orleans families who have loved the Bonton for generations. Oh, how did that it was go? big tables of kids and grandparents and everything in between. And it, it just could not have been more stark to me the difference in those two groups of people. And I think that there are probably lots of other places for whom it's not so it's not so uh, stark. Like most restaurants, I think probably you will have a mix of people, but there are certain restaurants that definitely do attract particular, be it old or young, be it, you know, like a biker bar, for example. There's a place on the North Shore that, that really attracts bikers, and they're the, the first, you walk in, that's the first thing that you see. It's a long bar, and it's it's like it's a biker bar. Mm-hmm. And then the restaurant in the back yeah. might be doing something totally different, mm-hmm. but you go through the biker bar, and it's like, wow. I've seen that a few times. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. interesting. It's like, what is it about restaurants that attract certain kinds of people? I don't know. Be it old, young, hipster, biker, you know, whatever, but... I mean, there's a saying that goes back, I'm sure, to the beginning of the time, birds of a feather flock together. And that's true. I think we do associate with certain groups of people. Only in the association. And it's, it's interesting. Does that affect your willingness to go back to a place if you walk in and can't really identify with anyone else in there? Uh, you, know, you know, I think I have. I've known some people who are omnipresent, uh, eat anything, try anything, or, and when I say anything, I mean everything. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I can't get my head around it uh, even to begin. Yeah. So, but to each his own. That's uh, why I guess there are yeah. more well, than. 
you know, we went to I went to uh, we went to NOLA last week. Yep. And that was just a, a, a mix of just all kinds of people. Yeah, it, it was wasn't a good mix. any one particular kind of person in there. It was absolutely a mix of every kind of person. So it's interesting. Why does NOLA have a mix like that? And Saba has pretty much a homogeneous client, you know. The the opposite of that would be the the elder situation at the pepper mill, mm-hmm. which a lot of people were put off by because there were so many old people there. That's been going on at the pepper mill forever. For as long as I can yeah, remember. Yeah. Um, you know, I think does a good job, uh, which is not as hip a restaurant, but also is just a mix of everyone Mm -hmm. porter and luke i think that yeah that's a huge menu you go in there you see kids you see young people you see a lot of old people hamburgers you just it's a regular person kind of place so i'm just kind of curious what is it do you think about certain restaurants that attract just a specific kind of person two six zero six three six eight if i knew that i would have a much more successful radio show WWL 105.3 FM HD2. This is Tom Fitzmorris on the Food Show on WWL Radio also. <laughs> 105.3 FM. Uh, through? I haven't done that one before. <laughs> 102.3 F. Well, you've you got to give yourself this time. You never repeat yourself, that's for sure. Bang. You just, it just. Anyway, it's nice to be here with you talking about food with Mary Ann and, uh, and everybody. Marianne and Anne. And yeah. Anne. Is that your, yeah, I guess it is, isn't it? Uh, Tom, bo- what is shirashi sushi? Uh, try to say that. Shirashi sushi. Uh, shirashi sushi, I, if I'm not mistaken, I might be. I haven't been going to sushi bars the way I used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the kind of sushi where here's the piece of, of, of uh, chicken. Oh, not chicken. The piece fish. of fish, and here's another one, and here's another one, and they're split apart by, you know, maybe an inch or so. And uh, this sets up a difference between the two, so it looks like a, a, a bundle with a lot of just scattered about. Is Whereas, it the same fish in the inside? Yeah. yeah uh, now, I might What's be, the point of that? I might, well, just to, to put it all there and not have to do the heavy, heavy design. It would be one reason for it. Okay, um, folks, let's uh, let's do a little sarashi sushi here. It is wait, all wait, wait, Doug. Ca- let me hear you say it twice. Sarashi sushi. You know that's hard to say, isn't it? It is. It yes, really sir. is. Yes, it is. Yes, hard enough to do it once. That's right. It's easier to read than it is to say. But anyway, it is all kinds of different uh, fish, or and um, things like that, all on a bed of rice. Instead of being uh, wrapped around, say, oh, or okay. on top sure. of on top of a rice ball of some kind or another, it is on a bed of rice, usually served in some kind yeah. of a wooden vessel, square. I I had a feeling that I would blow this one and not you know, get that one right because I didn't, and I knew darn well what that is because when I go and get sushi, that's usually the way I get it because it, it's it you carry your own basket and everything uh, is. Well, together. what is chirashi? Is it is it a place? Well, is it what I thought is it, it a, was? Is it a place that it's named after? It is a style? mode of presentation. 
It's the presentation of how the sushi is presented to you. Okay. Yeah. It is yeah. The but way. what I'm saying like is a basket. In it. Yeah. You, yeah. Oh, I see. So a chirashi is a basket. And it has some, some eggs in it, and it has some vegetables of various kinds. But it has everything is already mixed as opposed to most sushi uh-huh. uh, where they they do it right in front of you, put it, and then put the second thing right next to them. And, it's, and they roll it. Some it's not like a roll. A, Come on. There's no rolls in, in, no. in that at all. It's just the, it's just the raw whatever. Okay? All That's right. it. Okay, on a bed of rice. Nothing more. That's it. Wow. Tough. All right, tough, anything uh, else? On the, on the, on about, the line today. How about Creole cream cheese right now, huh? It Creole is cream cheese. It's made talking. with skim milk, buttermilk, and rennet. Skim milk, yes, buttermilk, and rennet. rennet. Yes. Now, cream cheese is made with cream instead of buttermilk. So uh, th- that's the difference between the two. Now, with the rennet in there, it is a little bit more tart than cream cheese is. Uh-huh. It's what? So it has nothing to do with rats. No, no, no rats. No, no, no rennet. Not, 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 not it's rennet. not even yeah. spelled that way. You know, I was thinking about things that are disgusting uh, last it's night. It's not disgusting. No, it's no, not no. that bad. No, no, not rennet, but like if it was rats involved in it. Um Last night, and I've done this frequently, in order to ingest the proper number of vegetables, I have taken to um, to boiling bone broth, as in chicken bones, and then uh, we go through a lot of rotisserie chicken here, and the chicken bones always go into a pot, and I throw vegetables of every imaginable variety in there. <clears throat> There are people who get excited about a lot of things. I'm embarrassed to say that I get excited by the amount of vegetables, the different kinds I ingest in the course of a day. That's kind of sad when you think about it. Well, why would, anyway, what would but possibly be wrong with eating more vegetables? Yeah, but like to be as titillated by it as I am, there is something wrong with that. So anyway, I boil this pot yeah. of chicken bone broth with all of these vegetables in mm-hmm. it. And I like to count up the number of vegetables. Anyway, uh, and I will I will drink like a cup of this, especially if it's a cold day, frequently. Okay, so uh, I I've been using after I take a cup of it, I've been putting more water in it so that I could just make it up. And then it reminded me that it's the bone broth version of a sourdough starter, which I think is kind of the most disgusting thing I can think of, a, sour, a sourdough starter. And I I am absolutely nuts about sourdough. It's probably my favorite bread. But the idea of a sourdough starter is something that I have to push way, way down in my consciousness in order to eat sourdough. But I was just thinking about that as as kind of what I was doing with the bone broth. You just, you know, keep, you keep the same thing on the stove and you just keep adding some water to it. Anyway, 260-6368 is the number. As usual, we are talking about nothing. We're talking about food in all kinds of bizarre connected ways. 
Did uh, hmm. when we were talking about the sushi thing, what was the name of it again? I'm not uh, trying to sneak Shirashi one in. Sushi. Shirashi Don't make sushi. me say it again. Shirashi Sushi. Yeah. Try to say that two or three times. Shirashi folks. Sushi. Shirashi Sushi. This is it. <laughs> this is the word. Uh-huh. And and this has been my favorite kind of sushi for quite a while. Uh-huh. I just haven't gotten it lately, so it made me seem foolish out there. So you're going to go ahead uh, and get some Shirashi Sushi. So next, sushi next time I go to... Uh, my favorite sashi place. Chur- <laughs> you see, your tongue's already messed up. Chirashi. Here it is. Chirashi. 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 sushi. Chirashi. That's a toughie. That's a real hey. toughie. Two six zero six three six eight. We will not be fielding your attempts to say that. You have to practice a little bit before yeah. you call up. <clears throat> All right, I can stand up to that. Yes, we were talking about Creole cream cheese and clabber and buttermilk and all of those cream kinds of things, if mm-hmm. anyone has anything to say about that. What is monkfish? Monkfish is a species of fish that lives largely in the Lake Pontchartrain and the, and the, uh, the Mississippi. The bayous, the bays, huh? the bayous and bays around yeah, here. all of that. And uh, it is a... Do you a, like it? Is it a white fish? It, it is actually quite good. And it's it doesn't look like any and it kind of ha, has this evil look to it. It has a this. Well, by the time it comes to on your plate, face. only the insides are there anyway, so it's not like you yeah, know what, that's, that's what its legitimate. face looks like, unless it's one of those big whole crispy I'll, fish. I'll bet you that there is somebody listening to us right now who loves. Oh wait a that, second! What? Wait a second! Is that the thing that GW Fins has as a dinner every? No. Whenever they get it, you're I think very it is, close. Tom. It's very close. What what you're thinking about uh, is uh, what's it's the, a goofy looking mm, fish. It is a very strange looking fish, and it and also has a second name, and that is uh, it's uh, lobster fish. And uh, in New they, York they City, they make a big deal of it whenever they can get. Yeah, it. <clears throat> that's right. <clears throat> And now it's going to drive me crazy. Are you sure it's not monkfish? Because it, it's it's related, and if you ate it, you would you would like it. It's uh-huh. it's it's this ugly looking, monstrous looking fish, uh-huh. but there's really not a lot to it. But it does have a good flavor, really good flavor. And is it like a flaky white fish? Is it a thick it's, fillet when it comes to the it's table? It's only is about it? this big to begin with. Uh huh. <clears throat> and then it has pull, you know, it, it, like fillets almost. You can uh-huh. pull them out of the sides, uh, and that's that's. Is how it, it normally fried or sautéed no, or grilled? Broiled, broiled more than any other that uh-huh. I've seen, anyway. And does it have a, a flavor similar to, like an oily kind of fish, or is it a light flavor? It, I, if I were going to put it into a category, it would be oil. It would be the one. Okay, and yeah. that's kind of like what is that other oily fish that you really like? Well, uh, let's see. I don't want you to get into the story about it, but there's a fish that you Habit? you constantly reference. Halibut? As, no, Tom, not no. that one. That's Halibut. not an oily fish. That I love that fish. So that's Me a flaky too. white fish with a mild flavor. Naturally, mm-hmm. Doug will roll his eyes at this. But you're not here, Doug, so I can't see you roll your eyes. But... Uh, I don't really like oily fish. I like. I like not everybody I'm does. I'm one of those people that 
would have been a good test market for the um, the fillet of fish because I like fish that doesn't really taste well, there's that a much quality. like fish. There's a quality of these fish. Except for salmon. I do like salmon. That, that uh, it doesn't, you know, it really doesn't have any true fact uh, about what I'm going to say. But but if you decided to, that it it, it was, uh, it messed you up a little bit. Uh, there is this to put before you. Uh, the male uh, <laughs> of these fish often are getting, are being eaten by the, uh, by the females. <laughs> And when it's a common the, when the, story, isn't it? Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. You just <laughs> east it and spit it out. 260-6368. I mentioned a little while ago Chirashi? about my lunch. What? Chirashi? No, Chirashi Sushi. Hey, Chirashi sushi, that was pretty yeah. good. I've been, that was I've a perfect been exercising. One, yeah. Chirashi Sushi. Yeah. It's tough. i got to say, it's really tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was talking about uh, lunch at Saba, which was the featured article on nomenu.com today. And what was it? Say it again. The uh, the lunch I had at Saba. Saba, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what I mentioned in the article was that I prefer Shia yeah. to Saba. And I was uh-huh. also going to throw out for people to call if they had a preference of those two. And if they did, what it was about each of them that made them prefer one over the other. <clears throat> <clears throat> because the food is very, it's very similar, uh-huh. but um, but the vibe is very different, and uh, and I just was kind of curious to see if anyone else has chosen one or the other of those when they are looking to have food like that, and if you have, what were the determining factors in making that choice? All right, let's get back to the the fish. Uh, Chirashi sushi. Chirashi sushi. Anyway, <laughs> sababa, saba. Uh-huh. I, I, I can't tell you I'm nuts about it. Yeah. It's a good place. It's a little expensive. Uh, indoors can be really it's a lot brown and really actually. loud in there. Uh, uh-huh. But I, I would say every time I've been there, I've enjoyed it. And also uh, <clears throat> the people who are with me. Yeah. And uh, let's see, there was one aspect of it, too, that, uh, uh, and as you know, there are <clears throat> several of these that kind of grew out of one of them, uh, it just kind of... Well, a, Shia became yeah. Saba. Yeah. And the food moved over. Yeah, Shia, yeah, that's, the, that's the good one for my money. But I agree. I prefer Shia over Saba, and I was wondering if other people had that feeling, too, and my question would be why. <laughs> well, it, they they want it because they they're trying to get the information. That's why. I will say that I think that um, that I prefer Shia because I think it's more of a locals hangout, <clears throat> and it's got more of that eclectic clientele than Saba. It's not nearly as hip as Saba. It was hip when it opened. But it's not as hip now as it was. And I, I like that. I mean, I like hip, but I like not hip, too. <clears throat> that makes sense. Two six zero six three six eight. So monkfish, monkfish is something that I should try when I go to a restaurant if I see it. Yeah, would you it's see, funny would looking. you see Very a monkfish? Evil. 
What? Would you see a monkfish any place other than a place like GW Fins, for example, where they have every kind of imaginable fish? You wouldn't see it a lot down here, but you certainly would at GW Fins. They, 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 well, they, they source their fish from all over. All over the place, but they have some things that you never see any other place. Other hmm, that's there. what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 And I think this monkfish is actually something that they build a dinner off of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that they they have a special, and it's one of those, we're talking about crispy whole fish. Crispy whole fish. We were talking about crispy whole I fish. And, um, and I think that that is one of the things that they do there. They do a specific presentation of monkfish, and it is fried whole, and it's crispy. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, anyway. I'm with you on all of this. Yeah. 260-6368 is the number. So, of our budding buffet of a show, <laughs> the following things uh-huh. I would like some calls on if anyone would right. be interested in Let's doing Let's see what we that. get. Do you like Creole cream cheese? If you eat Creole cream cheese, where do you find Creole cream cheese? Local supermarkets is the answer to that. Not so much the ones that are in the na- national uh, you know, the national uh, chains. Well, yeah. Rouse's for sure would probably have it. Yeah, they would. Because that would that's they, the they ult- would. They're they big would, into they their do. local stuff. Very yeah. big into that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the first question. The second one is I was struck on Friday by Who was it? the I'm two gonna meals. Fix him. <laughs> the two meals that I uh, had, one of which was at Saba for lunch, and the other was at Bonton for dinner. And if ever there were two different kinds of places to attract two different kinds of people, those would be them. And it was fascinating for me as a frustrated sociologist about what it is about certain restaurants that draw certain clientele. Mm -hmm. And this is a self-perpetuating thing. You have the restaurant, you have the clientele, you have new people that come to the restaurant, they'll either feel comfortable there or not, and they become a regular or not. And then your restaurant becomes sort of a draw for a certain kind of clientele that is associated with that clientele. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I was wondering if other people noticed such things, and if they do, are they affected by that? Like, would you ever go to a restaurant <clears throat> and look around the room and say, you know, I'm not going to stay here because I, just, I don't feel comfortable here? Uh, if I were a restaurateur and somebody told me that, I would say, okay, well, we ought to take a look at our work a little bit, perhaps. But that's a nice thing to hear from a customer because they don't like to hear complaining. Uh, well, you think that's a good thing that a, that a restaurant has a particular clientele and there's an aura about it, which is that's not that's it's like. I'll tell you another place that's really, really like that. Levy Baking Co. Levy? Levy. It's a a little bakery. Uh Uh-huh. It's a bakery 
on the side street. I want to say Ninth Street off of Magazine. And um, it is it is divine is the only word for it. It is it is flaky. It's like a flaky fantasy. I mean, puff pastry done to it's, that nice, huh? It's it's done to perfection. It's on the left levy <clears throat> side of Ninth Street. Ninth Street and where is that? It's it's you know that you know that building you know where Rum House is, which is another mm-hmm. one that's definitely yeah uh, attracting specifically younger people. But it's also got kind of a mix of people too. Everybody goes to the Rum House. I don't know why, but they do. But um, Levy is across the side street, and I I love 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 what is in the case there and i feel like i've just come from another planet when i'm there i totally do i absolutely do but i still go in and i don't stay but i do pick up the food because it's great and i i really like it <clears throat> but anyway, a good saba, tip i hope saba yeah is 180 from where I had dinner at the Bonton, and mm-hmm. I just find that a fascinating thing. The pepper mill has that going. Yeah. Uh, they've been, their quote, food is, plagued it's a by the, thing. quote, old person thing forever. But their food is good. Their food is and, good. And their office. Their food their, is their, good. Their uh, source. Um, what, what source? What are you talking but about? But it's like, it's like an old person would walk in and they'd say, okay, I feel comfortable here. And so that's kind, right. of, that's kind of really perpetuated itself it really to has. where the yeah. clientele there kind of is run off if they're not that, which is unfortunate. And that is, uh, that's the other example of the extreme that I'm talking about. Porter and Luke, a good example of one that runs across the board. It's it's that like you know hey we're real people here, we're not any one particular thing. We have kids, we have parents, we have elderly people, we have everything here, and it's uh it's interesting that there are certain restaurants that do that well, which I think should be the goal to have a really eclectic mix of diners. Yeah, <laughs> but, I do too. Um, but if there's one particular kind, I definitely do notice it. Yeah. I definitely do. Loud. Is when, uh, that's oh, what Tom notices. It is. Uh, it's time to take a little break for the, let's see, the top of the devil hour mask. News. And, uh, the top of the hour news. We'll be back for another hour after that. Two six zero six three six eight. If you want to pick up one of these banana pudding dishes off of mm. the, let's make it a buffet. We can really right, knock sure, it out of the not? park the next hour. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.